and read it again. So it says, We read that. That's where we left off. That's the paragraph that we left off. But by reading it again, we really go back into the flow of the ideas. For that divine kindness to be given, to be transmitted, to be drawn down to the person. As we explained in the minor, it is the actual divine energy of Chesed that itself thickens and goes down until it becomes a physical bounty that you afterwards uh, nourish from. So that hashpa'a, that um, giving, mis'akev, will be delayed, v'shoye, and will be pause, it will be on pause, like numerous pauses, until it will be drawn down to this material reality. Why? Why will it be delayed? For indeed, in every um, chain, like in every process of, of chain of, of, of going down, from, so to speak, but in brackets, from one palace to another palace, which means from one sector to another sector, while they mishpat. There is now, again, an evaluation, a judgment. Are you, it is, it, is it fitting for that person that such a lofty energy should go down physically? And the person's case is being reopened, is being looked upon. And then there will be those in charge in the spiritual realms, and we spoke last week, I told you that those are malachim. They will tell you that the person sinned, and he is not worthy that it should be done for him. But one second. But it belongs to the person. Because you said that the Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, it was allotted to him. So what do you mean someone is going to say no? What do you mean no? Like, you don't get to say no. Hashem said yes. So who can say no? So again, although it is not the same thing, but imagine someone wired you the money for the plane ticket. Now you're in front of the border police agent that tells you that your passport doesn't have the minimum requirement of left time of validity. It's not even that it's expired yet. No, it's not expired. But we allow only if it's minimum, let's say three months. Like I'm just, but it exists, right? Has to be a little bit should be list at least valid until your return date or something like that. Saying to this border police agent, "But I got the money for the ticket." It's completely irrelevant. Yeah. So. So so I can travel. No, you have the money to travel. That's two different things. Yeah, you got the money to travel. You just don't have the right papers. But the big boss said, I can. Yeah, you can. We're not saying you can't travel. We're just saying come back with the right papers. Be, yeah, be deserving. You see the idea? 
We're not taking your right away. Oh, no, you can travel. No problem. Travel. But come with the proper passport or the proper visa or whatever. So, too, with you have too much weight in your luggage. Yeah, so? Well, so you can't travel. Well, so what should I do? Your problem. Okay, I don't have a credit card. I don't have cash. I'm broke. I just spent months in Israel. What do you think? Okay. So, so what am I doing now? Uh, well, who am I giving? That? So take it out. What do you mean take it out? So what should I do with it? It's not our problem. It's ridiculous. I have a ticket. I have a passport. Like what? Your problem. Ah, stop saying your problem. Well, it is your problem. Okay. It is your problem. Not my problem. So one thing, I can't check it. No, you can't check it. What? You can check it without a bag. Yeah, what am I going to do without a bag? Again, your problem. <laughs> so you see, everyone is at one sector, not discussing the right that you have potentially to travel. Just saying, you're not getting through here. But the guy in the previous sector said that he was okay with me traveling. Yeah, but that's what he was checking. Again, you're not going through here. And so on, and so on, and so on, and so on. I'm beeping in the security machine. Yeah, that is because I have a, an implant, yeah? Do you have medical papers to prove it? No, I don't. I'll go back home and bring them. But I'm gonna miss my flight. Your problem. And so on and so on, right? Every stage, there's someone that checks something in particular. Are you worthy of the next step? And the fact that you're entitled doesn't change anything. You are entitled but you still have to meet the criteria. And this is what is happening, what we received on Rosh Hashanah. On Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, we received the, mon the money wire, the money transfer. You know what, actually? We didn't even receive the money transfer. We received the letter from whatever, the company saying that, that they transferred money to the account. Now we have to go to the bank. The bank says, you have an ID? I have a driver's license. No, that's not good enough. Too many fakes of those going around. Right. You have a proper idea? No, I don't. Well, too bad. But it's my money, yeah. I'm not saying it's not your money. You see, again, I can continue this example endlessly. Saying, no one is discussing it's your money, it belongs to you. Just do it the proper way. And this is what happens with is that Hashem gives us a potential a capital that can be afterwards transform into the physical bounties of life that we need, like money and health and, 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 a, good, and a good marriage and good children, and you name it, etc., etc., etc. But it has to go down this whole process, this whole chain of creation. And in that chain of creation, there can be hurdles. A lot of bureaucracy. <laughs> but not stupid bureaucracy. Legit bureaucracy where there are competent people in charge of certain criteria, and they think, hold on a minute, who are you? Okay, and why should we do this for you? Because it was given to me. That's not an excuse, you see? The fact that you have the money for the ticket doesn't make your passport very valid, that doesn't mean make your luggage in the right weight, and so on and so on. That has nothing to do. You still have to go through this and this, and, and we are. And, and, and it's not that, and we spoke about it at the end of the last class, it's not that the Malachim go against HaKosh Bochum. No, I don't go against HaKosh Bochum. That is part of their job. To make sure they're like, they're the border police agent, they're the checking agents, they're the security agents, like where you check, you know, like 
whatever you're bringing on board, and so on and so on. They are the agents of the different sectors. They're doing their job. Okay, so if it doesn't become money or health, so what happens with what I was given, given, past tense? What happens with it? Well, I enjoy you staying in. Literally. Oh, it's yours. And you will benefit from it when you will go to those spiritual realms in the afterlife. By the way, that is the reason why a lot of tzaddikim chose to live lives of poverty. Because they did see the value of this energy more in Ganeden than it being uh, 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 translated into Gashmias. They didn't want. Like Hashem was going to the Tzaddik saying, do you want I should make you a millionaire? And Tzaddik said, no, thank you. Why not? Because what are you making me a millionaire from? From what? You're taking Chayes from Ruchnias and you're making Gashmias. No, thank you. I don't want it. Oh, give me the minimum. But this you have to be a Tzaddik. Because when it comes to us, and I have a bounce check or check that is going to bounce. I need the money in my account. And someone telling me, don't worry, you have a lot of spirituality in your world to come. I say, yeah, I don't really care for now. Because I need money, real money, here and now. The fact that Ganadin is waiting for me, honestly, I couldn't care less now. It's like this story of funny and everything. It is. It, yes, it, ex- it is exactly that story. What you're taking here, you're taking it from there. We are very Gashmizdik. We are very Gashmizdik, so we feel our need here as crushing, and we don't really appreciate the there. So that's why we say, okay, fine, whatever. I'll take it, right? Because I know what I win, I don't really appreciate what I lose. Sadiqim is the other way around. They really appreciate what they lose, and they say, okay, so it's going to be a little bit of a problem. Big deal. So I wanted to ask on that story that. That's what we're saying, that like we don't actually understand the extent of like what that means in Gadeiden, that like the tzaddik was like, it's not worth even the leg of a table. Yeah, not worth it. But we, like for us, it's just, you can't conceptualize it, because we're so... Yeah, we are like, can I please cash in my Gadeiden? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, but you'll have like, oh, it's okay. Because I need money or whatever, I need a shidduch now, I need money now, I need, I need children now. I, I don't know, it's okay, I'll just cash in my Gadeiden. Now again, don't get this wrong. There is a Ganadin that comes for the mitzvahs. It's Ganadin. But also there is the energy of Chesed that was allotted to us on Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur from which Gashmis was supposed to be produced. Even that Chesed, Sadiqim prefer keeping it in Ganadin. You get it? It's not that I lose my Ganadin for mitzvahs and Torah. No, you got that by the, 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 the merits that you have in your life that stand independently of, of Gashmas. But Sadiqin, even the energy that was meant for Gashmias, didn't want to take it. Why? Because they said, we'll have a bigger capital in Ghanaian. They said, I prefer keeping it for Ghanaian. We are on the other end of the equation where our energy that is intended for the Gashmias doesn't get to us always physically. And we say, hey, my paycheck is way overdue. Yeah. So is there ever a time, 
So, like, Hashem gives us this potential that can manifest into physical bounties. But people choose, in a way, not to have that, so it manifests in spirituality. Is there ever a time where these, like, potential bounties, like, can only manifest in physicality? They always go through the process. So there's no time where Hashem's, like... Hashem gave it for that intention. On Rosh Hashanah and Kippur, Hashem gave an amount of energy that was solely for the manufacturing purposes of. But it could be that an, of, of, of Gashmis. But it could be that somewhere along the line, it was halted. Someone said, "I don't have the right papers." So then, how could Merit. something that its only purpose is to it have it in physical bounties? How how could that be halted? So you have it in spiritual. No, it was meant for. It was like an extra delivery, meant for. It just was never delivered. But since it was never delivered, and now a person's life is over, and now he is Beruchnias, they say, oh, actually, you know what? There's a parcel here that's been waiting like forever. <laughs> uh, so, like, this is what it is. Right? Now, it was given for Gashmis, but the mal- don't look, like, don't, don't give any bad looks to the Malachim. Because they'll tell you just take a mirror. Oh, we would have given you. Why didn't you have the right papers? We were doing our job. So what do we like, do to get that delivered to us? Daven? Be yeah. That's why we have to daven. That's why we have to to have to have the the, the merit. And this is where we get to the bracha of the Quran and we'll talk about tzaddik. Yes. So when the Rebbe, for example, a great tzaddik gave someone a bracha. Let's go there. Let's go there. Let's go there. Once, let's hold out that question. Okay. Aval, but and here comes the oh, uh, another possibility. However, not but it's however. When that energy and bounty is brought forward through Aharon the Koyen, and also from his descendants, the other high Kohanim, Hanois imesidehem who will lift their hands, and they will bless Am Yisrael. With the blessing of the Kohanim, then Hashefa, the bounty, the flocks, will travel very, very rapidly. Through the whole world, all the world. I mean, the whole previously explained chain, but with no people to stop them saying, Show me your passport, show me your carry on luggage to see if it's the right size and, 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 and wait. No, just go through, go through, go through. No one saw. You still are going through the whole terminal. You still have to get from the entry where the car or whatever, or bus drop you off, to the gate of the plane. You weren't beamed into the plane. It's not Star Trek. You weren't beamed into the plane. So you still have to go to the terminal, the whole, all the steps, just as no one is asking you any questions. Everyone just says, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And eventually you make it to the plane. Hey, great. I won't have every trip like that. Okay, no one is checking, no one is weighing, no one is looking, no one. Just go on to the plane. Perfect. And he's going to have to explain why. So that's that. Meaning that the person will not be judged about his case. 
and then there is a long parenthesis, and I'm skipping. And this is Birkas Koyanim. This is the blessing of the Kohanim. As we know, what do we say? May Hashem bless you and protect you. May he bless you. Come Chazal, that Birkas Koyanim means Bemamayim. He should give you money. Or Yevarechecha, or he should bless you, Bevanim. With children. And then it says, Veyishmerecha, and he should guard you. Why, does it, why is that the closing word for that blessing? I bless you and I guard you. Guard me from what? Minamazikim, from anything that can prevent it. Yevarechecha, may you receive the money, Veyishmerecha, and not having anything block it. So there is the initial gift, but not the hurdles that follow. Which actually, if you look at Rabbis, which is the Medrash Rabbi, in Parshish Nasai, you'll find that idea that this is Yishmerecha. That Yishmerecha doesn't go about something else, meaning he should keep you in good health, for example, Yishmerecha. He should keep you safe in good health. No, that's not what he means. Yishmerecha is referring to the Yevorechecha. He should do the shmira of the bracha. Right? Yes. is you should receive the bracha. Ve'yishmerecha, and the bracha should be guarded. Not you should be guarded. Oh, I don't know. demons. Yeah. Well, in, in demons and and okay. Famous, um, it's a famous, uh, it's a known, not famous, it's a known reality that people are very uncomfortable when they have police around them. Although police is here to protect us, and so that's what it says on the car. Uh, okay, uh, so, so why are you uncomfortable? Because they are unshaded. They are, their tool is punishment. So, I don't know. You never know what they're going to come up with me. So, so is a policeman a malach or a mazik? Yeah. I mean, he's a malach. I mean, he has a purpose, but I don't like him hang, I mean, turning around me. I'm really, really uncomfortable. Because he's a mazik. I mean, I see the hazard. I mean, you never know what he's going to find with me. So it's the same thing. So de- demons is not in like in the Christian belief, like one hundred percent black. Although there are this in Yonin. but that's not what he means here. That's not a kind of demons we're talking. Demons we're talking like prosecutors or policemen, or etc. Hainu shenim that the divine kindness is going to be drawn down. Miyad, right away, begashmi in the, in a physical form. Leo is bracha to become a blessing, bevane with children, umezoina, and livelihood. And then he continues to explain that Yoir Hashem Pazavelecha, that's Haoraz upon him, and Yechuneka is Shenimshach Lemata Mata. Okay, so um, just very quickly. Uh, that refers also to Rashi, which is also based on the Medrash. Uh, 
Rashi says that Yoyer Hashem Panavalecha is Hashem will uh, show you a smiling face. So what does it mean Hashem shows you a smiling face? That you see there are things that are not allotted to us on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. But when we daven, we say the words Yehi Rotsoy, which means may there now be a new divine world. It's future. Yehi Rotsoy. Maybe it wasn't till now, so Yehi Rotsoy. May you now deserve. Now, that depends on. Okay, Lahav Elef Havdalis. Right? It's like with a complete. A differentiation between human beings and, and the Creator and Hashem and besides the tremendous gap that there is between Hashem the Creator and mankind also because we as humans are actually in a way hostages of our emotion to a big part while Hashem's emotions are tools but still we all know as children with our parents that if we want to ask something and then suddenly we hear them, let's say, get upset or yelling, we tell ourselves, okay, not now. <laughs> Why not? What you want to ask has nothing to do with what they're upset about. Yeah, still, not now. Okay? I'm going to wait for them to be in a better mood. Okay? Just to put the odds on my side. Okay? Although I didn't do anything wrong, still. <laughs> we'll wait tomorrow or this afternoon. Oh, okay, I'm going to go and clean my room. Whatever, you get the idea. So the Havdel, with the whole differentiation, with, when you ask something from Hashem, you want Hashem to be so to speak, but again, very, I'm very, very, very hesitant to use the words, although I am going to, be in a good mood. Although Hashem is not in a mood as being a, a kind of a victim or hostage of a mood. Hashem uses the moods that He decides. But we want Hashem to use the good mood when we want something from Him. I'm opening now a parenthesis in this development. There is a, a famous story that was also even put as uh, sung as a song by Avram Fee about a famous high priest, uh, Rabbi Ishmael ben Elisha, who went into the Holies of Holies on the day of, of Yom Kippur. And then comes a very, very, very interesting exchange. It says that he saw Hashem sitting on his throne. And Hashem told him, the Kohen Gadol, Yishmael b'ni b'ocheni. Yishmael, my son, bless me. And then he answered him. What he answered him, I'll get to that in a moment. What is astonishing when we read the story is like, what? <laughs> what does it mean that Hashem is asking a bracha from the Kohen Gadol? Like that, that's, uh, okay. That's interesting. Hashem is asking a bracha from the Kohen Gadol? What does that mean? There, there is a Hasidic joke, not, not a Lubavitch. Lubavitch would not, Chabad would not joke about that. But another Hasidic dynasty is, there's a jo- joke or not, depends what... Depend, it actually will depend on your religious sense of humor. Saying that, what does it mean to have fear of God? It means that you do not want God to tell your Rebbe the Averis that you did. 
That's the what is the real fear of God is that you are afraid that God will tell your Rebbe what you did. So meaning, it's like, oh, so that actually means that you're more afraid of your Rebbe than of yeah. God. Uh, because fear of God, actually, that's it, you do need to appreciate that. I think it's kind of, of uh, You have to have an open sense of religious humor. Hashem, please don't tell my Rebbe. I'm like, let's sort this between us, okay? Can we keep this between us? Yeah, go ahead. Um, so, when you're given a test that's, like, hard, like, like, we'll take the suitcase example again. Like, why should we be positive about it if it's a test that's given to us that we're supposed to have a hard time with in order to grow from it? Okay. We were actually not talking about tests. I see oh. how it can be parallel, oh, okay, too. Okay. We were talking more about being deserving. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Meaning that you have a parcel okay. or, a, or a ticket... And you are entitled to something, right, right. but still someone is going to say no. What do you mean no? Because you're missing a certain qualification, right. a certain criteria, passport, luggage, you name it. Right. Which is notwithstanding that you're allowed right. to travel. You are, but you still won't get through that counter because okay. they have their criteria. So here, that's more judgment. You're being judged for your passport, for your luggage, for you name it. For everything to see if you're worried you to get on the plane, so to speak. Uh, so it's the same thing like this. Sometimes Hashem decided that I can receive money, and a mullet somewhere along says, Yep, I'm not going to do the delivery. And you say, What? Why? Because you don't have the right paperwork, which is the merits or transgressions, etc. Et I'm not adding the truth. Okay. From our perspective, though, like from a human perspective, there are people who don't have the paperwork that still get on the plane. Yeah. And vice versa. And vice versa. Yeah. How do we reconcile that with those? Okay. You see, this is the kind of thing I can't even say that I wish no one would have asked the question. Because that's a big... It like defeats the whole I'm, idea I'm, that you have to dub. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to give you an answer that is I understandably not going to be Satisfying. <laughs> and if you want to expand on it, you have to learn again and again chapters 5 and 6 of the Epistle of Tshuva in the Tanya, which is the third section of the Tanya. Wait, chapters 5 and 6 of the Geras of Tshuva. He addresses that. How come that the reality of Tyra is not the reality that we live. Yeah. And Tyra is MS. Yes, yeah, so how come that it's not the reality? And he explains something that is very fundamental, not always easy to wrap our head around it. He explains that there's a difference between the times of the Beis HaMikdash and the times of Golos, which means where Hashem's is veiled. And he says the main difference is the synchronization. Where in the times of revelation, spirituality and spiritual reality and physical reality were pretty much 
synchronized immediately, not blatantly, because then it would have taken away the free will, meaning a person eating something not kosher and dying from a heart attack right there and then. Okay, yeah, that pretty much takes free will out of the equation. No, it does. It's like it's a gun to your head. So like, oh yeah, free will. No, I don't. Uh, I mean, it's not. Not if not when it's so immediate. But still, the synchronization was pretty direct giving it still some kind of a distance to allow free will, like a person that smokes, right? And it says, smoking kills. But since it's not here and now, it still allows the person to cling on to the idea that, yeah, you know, not everyone, not necessarily, and so on, and so on, and so on, which, which we do, right, as human beings. It says on the back, smoking kills, and we actually don't even disagree. So. We say, yeah, we'll see. What, what do you mean? There is this kind of distancing oneself with it. Yeah, well, it's not everybody that smokes dies. Now, 100%, if every person that would ever take a cigarette would OD on the spot, yeah, no one would smoke. Because, well, of course not. Huh? No, unless, I mean, un, un, unless people want to jump off a bridge. It's the same thing. Right? If it's like instantaneous right away, then of course not. It's like taking poison. A person not going to do that. Even junkies try not to OD because they want to have the next fix. Junkies, uh, junkies. junkies. Oh. try not to OD un- unless they're too, they're way too messed up to know that they are OD. Uh, but but they try not to. They don't want to OD because why? Because they want to enjoy the next fix of drug. And they say, oh, that's too much, etc., etc. Et so although the drugs will kill them, and smoking does kill, but it, so so too. Tyro says those are various kill. But even in the times of Islamic there was a kind of distancing, but not too much. There still was pretty much synchronization. So everything relates back to being involved. It was like, if you what? It's like it was, in the times of Islamic it was a maximum delayed transmission. It's like having a WhatsApp conversation, video WhatsApp conversation, with a not great connection. We're like, what? What, what, what did you say? What? One time I'm saying, okay. Okay, like, you, you understand, you have to pause. Okay, the person has to, like, it almost becomes a telegram. Okay, like, you say something, and then let's wait, okay, and now I say something, and you shut up, and, and so on, and so on, right? Because it, there is a delayed transmission. It doesn't overlap, it's not directly. So that's the way it was in times of Besamekdash. In the times of Golas, Times of Golas, it's a um, okay. It's a it's a it's a, it's a snooker table, but that wins. But yet <laughs> you get you get the idea. You see the the white ball going towards yeah. the goal, but just you don't it's understand. Everywhere. You don't understand. But eventually. Point A and B were connected, but it was completely entangled in so many roads that you cannot ever figure out the connection. So there still is a direct link, but it's a completely hidden one. Total non-synchronization, but eventually total impact in in the greater scheme and scope of things. Look at the bright side of it. The bright side of it. Chorus, which is actually dying yeah. at a premature age, doesn't exist anymore. Huh? 
not as a direct punishment because that's not because it's not insane. So there is a there is a good side to it. So, oh, okay. So like everything is like okay, fine. That also means that means that I will not have the direct consequences. While in times of Isamikdash, although it was a little bit delayed, but it was still pretty much direct. You're the one that did that. You're the one that is going to. So it's that die intense. before the age of fifty. That like you doing yeah. a virus like kills you. Yes, it is unplugging. The difference is. Since it's being so rerouted, it's like Hashem in Golis is using VPN with multiple servers all over, over the five continents. So, meaning that even if you unplug it on the initial computer, the signal is still bouncing around so long that you actually have time to reconnect it. So you doing a virus kills you. Yes. As long, even if you do, do mitzvah. And then there's tshuva. The thing is in Golis, Shuva is actually being easier because you have way more time because the yeah. signal is being pinged around the world so many times. So it's not too late. It's not a like, close transmission like came in, point A, point B, boom, was received, end. No. It's, like, it's, still, I mean, it's there, but I can, still, I can still intervene. So it's a plus side. Shuva is being more accessible. The downside actually is that we're less inclined necessarily to do tshuva. Because, yeah, and what if I don't? Right, because you don't do that. So it is. It is a tricky. It's tricky on both sides, yeah. So when it used to be that you do something and you send and then... It's, again, I said delayed transmission. Delayed, because it can be instantly. Because then no b'chirachavshas. But still direct. So now, so we just don't see nowadays, it. it's yeah. in the scholars, it's just more delayed. Yeah. But where is like, so what would it have? You know what? I, maybe I, I just thought of another comparison. I just yeah. thought of another comparison. just don't see it. Another comparison. It's, okay. it's, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to use very big caricature, a caricature in generalization, like, but more like the difference between a, a more a Oriental Swardi person being offended or an Ashkenazi person being offended. Like a Swardi person, you know it right away. An Ashkenazi person, you'll know it in two years. Okay, hey, funny, she didn't invite me to a chasna. Oh, you think? Uh, wonder why. Uh, you remember what I... It's just, it's... Uh, it, it's coming. You just don't know. So, but it's just working in different ways. It's just, it's, it's delayed. So, the difference being, so... Different actually being a, a, a more passionate person, you are actually much more careful to offend a person because the reaction is on the spot, like it explodes in your face. So you are much more careful. But then you don't have Bechil Chavshis. In the times of Beis Amik, there was Ashkenazi. Understand? Mm-hmm. There is delayed transmission, but it's still direct. It's still direct. Understand? You did that, you're not going to get an invitation. True, I'm getting married in a year. You will not connect the dots, but they are directly connected. You understand? But can you do it's like one on one? Yes, of course. You can always do tshuva, but it's like direct. It's not a snooker table. It's not pinging around. Like it's not going from one topic to another topic to a third topic. No, it's direct. It's like you behave like this, and this is the consequence. It's just that it's not happening in your face right, right now. There's a delay response. And, it, and th- so that still allows for free will because the person can still think 
that it has nothing to do with how I behave. Yeah, tell yourself whatever you want. But the person can tell themselves that. That I don't know, most probably she forgot. Yeah, tell, again, tell yourself whatever you want. Fine? No, she didn't. It's directly thing. So you still have Bechir Chavshir, smoking kills. Because you don't see, it's not blowing up in your face. Uh, when a person is so, so sensitive, it blows up face. You don't really have Bechir Chavshir. You have to, like, thread on eggshells. Because you know the person is very sensitive. So you don't really have a choice of how you speak. And actually, it's making us uncomfortable because we have to be so careful how we talk. Yeah, we have to, you see? So no free will there. So it's like Tzadikim. Um, like, no, Tzadikim still. Yeah, yeah, like tzadikim. they're very explosive in their face. They're very aware. It's like they don't have free choice. Yeah, yeah. That's what, but it's a, it's a chicken and egg. Because they, they, once they're Tzadikim, then they now realize the direct consequence. Okay, let's get back to the mind. Oh, what, was, what was I saying? Yeah, I was saying, and where was I getting from? That there are things that you ask from the Abishter, and there's the Abishter, and so you want the Abishter to welcome you with a smile. So that's Yoyer Hashem Kono Velechov. Just follow the blessing of Birkas Kani. Yevorech Hashem Lishmarecho is, may all the brachas that you have received on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur come down to you without any harm, meaning that no malach should stop them in their tracks. Yoyer Hashem Kono Velechov, may Hashem show you a smiling face for all the future asks that you will have that maybe were not covered by whatever was allotted to you on Rosh Hashanah. You see, we're going gradually. First, what was allotted to you that you should receive? Then things Yehi Rotzei, new things. Well, Hashem should always welcome you with a shining face. says Rashi. And then Yish Yechuneka. What is Yechuneka? Yechuneka Shenimshach Lamata Lamata. That is even lower. Why is Yechuneka even lower? Because Yechuneka means grace. Yechuneko means Hashem will give you the attribute of grace. Okay, so what does it help me in my life if I am a graceful person? Or do I care uh, to be graceful? I mean, rich I understand, smart I understand, graceful so. So the answer is, graceful gets you things because people help you. Because you charm them. That's what graceful gets you. Now, why does the lamato mato? Because it means Hashem sometimes will not give it to you directly, but at least will make sure that people will be there to help you. May you receive what you have been allotted and no one should prevent it. May Hashem always show you a smiling face whenever you have new requests that were not covered by the first thing. And Yechoneka, and may you always have grace with you so that others should also help you. Now he's going to explain. So we said Aaron brings it down very fast. Why? The Omnam, however, the origin of the reason, that Aaron's chesed. Is uh, that Aaron, no, not Aaron's chesed, that Aaron brings forth Hashem's chesed down, very hastily, without anything preventing it, who is for the following reason. Now we have to understand why. There's two kinds of divine kindness. 
There is chesed olam. The kindness is called the kindness of that belongs to the world. Verav chesed and the immense kindness. When things are being drawn by by Aaron, who bebchinas verav chesed. Aaron himself is of a level of Rav Chesed. Chesed It's a Chesed without limitations. Now, okay, I'm, you know, we gave an example of the airport, so I'm first going to start with another example still relating to the same air, airport setting. But the example I'm going to give is not actually what the Alter Rebbe is going to say next. So you could ask, so why am I giving an example if it's not what he's going to say? It's, it's to ease in what the next stage. So first, have, let's have a first example to give already very, very broad strokes. Who does not get hassled? Not that we get hassled, but who doesn't get stopped in an airport? Or diplomatic. No, not necessarily. Diplomatic. Diplomats, right? They have a diplomatic passport. They represent the country. Through here. Is this true here, mister? Like, why, why, that? why didn't you check his passport? <laughs> has like, it says DC, not Washington, which means the diplomatic course. Okay. Anything is an ambassador, whatever. He represents a country. Okay? If, the, if the policeman or whoever at the gate doesn't want to get fired from his job, then you just hold the door. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, well, oh, he has to go through your sector, but you just say, hello, have a good trip. That's where it stops. You don't say anything because you don't get to ask him for his papers. You don't get to check the weight of his bags. He is above the system. You don't actually, he doesn't even go through securities. Did you bring a, uh, do you have liquid in your bag? No one asks him that question. For one second, could he actually have a bomb in his bag? Well, technically, yes. Terrorists actually do try to use that from time to time. Uh, but they're above. You can't stop it. Why? Because he is not one person. He represents a country. You don't mess with a country unless you want to mess with a country, which is what Russia does. No, okay, anyways, let's not get off track. Uh, but, but if not, you can't, he's not one person. He's a whole country. So he comes with the whole might of a country, so you don't stop him. He gets true. And you're standing in the line, you can't say it's not fair. No, it is fair because it's two different systems. You are a private citizen. He is a country. He's not just one person. He represents a country. It's a whole country. Are you a country? No. You're not a country. You're one person. He is a country. He himself is a country. So he goes through. Now, I say this example is not completely fitting because that, because that person only represents a country. He is one person. He, at the end of the day, is just one person. That's why he can be detained. The rookie on the job that did not get the memo of what DC on the passport means and will be fired by tonight can still detain him. It is possible, be it as a mistake that will last whatever time it will last and his job is over, but it's still Shaykh. He is still a human being and the policeman still has the gun. So if he tells you, you go with me in this room, you go with him, and you can scream and shout, but I am a diplomat, I don't care. Again, he's wrong, but he can do it. Aaron, you can't do it. 
So that's why the example is not a good example. It's just that it eases in. You understand this in a diplomat represents a country, fine, but he's still just one guy, one person. Aaron is Rav Chesed. He represents such a stronger level of Chesed as his bleak vul. It goes, it's, what does it say? Zekan Aaron, it's a Pasuk in Tehillim. The beard of Aaron, that covers his emotions. Now that's a very, very weird verse, right? Zekan Aaron, the beard of Aaron, that descends on top of the middles. What? What does that mean? Okay, it's all kind of perushim. The Hasidus explains that flow always stems from seichel. The origin of an energy always stems from the nervous system. Stay in the image, okay, in the parable. And the zakei, the, the, the beard is a representation, is an image for the descent of the flow into outside of the source, outside of the core, going down. But usually it goes down through the throat. The throat represents, the, the, the neck represents the channel of going outside of the core, inside of the body, which is the outer system. The head is the core, and the body is the outer system, and the neck is the channel to which the, like, can I see your passport, can I see your boarding pass, can I see your luggage, etc. And sometimes we choke, I mean, it gets stuck, like we choke or something, and we have to spit it out. And no, this did not get true. Uh, so it got stuck there. A beard is on top of the, tr- of the neck. Again, the image of it is what? Oh, I'm not going through there. I'm going through there. And here, where can the beard get stuck? As far as the body goes. I'm not talking now about an exterior factor. The beard can get stuck because it's outside of the body. Things can get stuck in the neck in whatever is going on there, because it's in a confined space with a very precise functioning. The beard is in the wind. So it's alpimidus, it's going over the midis. Meaning, what is midis? Midis is chesed, I want to give you. Gvuro, I don't want to give you. And so on. Alpimidus is, I'm not going into that system. Do I want or not give you? It's on top of it. So it's zikana aharoi. Aharoi represents this idea of beard, meaning flow, that goes from outside and that does not take into account there is no din, there is no judgment that can prevent him. Which is not the case in the kindness that belongs to the world. As you see here, kindness, but kindness is negated or blocked by gvura, which is severity, which is judgment. Sometimes you afterwards need tiferes, which is mercy, the difference between kindness and mercy being. Kindness says, I want to give. (coughs) Severity says, but the person doesn't deserve. Mercy says, yes, but he needs it. See the three steps? Kindness wants to give. Gvura says, but he doesn't deserve it. To which kindness has nothing to say. Then kindness says, okay, oh, I wanted to give. And the Gvura says, yeah, I know. If he would have deserved, I would have had no problem with it. So, Chesed is negated by Gvura. 
Because Chesed doesn't answer anything to Gvula until mercy comes. And mercy says, yes, but the person needs it. The thing the person needs it, it shifts the outlook. It's not about does he deserve or not, do we want or not, but are we taking pity on the person? Or the person's needs. And then Gvura can be, can be softened. Because actually, you're not arguing with severity and judgment that they made the wrong call. They say, no, you're right. The person doesn't deserve it. But let's be lenient. Like, let's be indulgent. Let's give the person a chance. And it's, it's, it's person-based. It's like on what the person needs and not what is the letter of the law. That is chesed oilam. Oilam, in the system of the world, even the spiritual world and the divine attributes, there's a world which is in a world in itself. It's a way of functioning. So Hashem's kindness is negated by Hashem's severity, for which the malachim are. So you say, Hashem, but you gave me. Yeah, and then someone came along and said, you didn't deserve it. So it was tough. It is your problem that you didn't deserve. Now you could say, even within the world, we can call upon mercy, which is true. But when it comes to our, to the Koyanim, then we don't need Rachamim. Because they come from a chesed that is not within that system. The Hamashal. And now he's going to bring an example. Alderch Moshal. Let's bring an example. No Godon Moib. Imagine a very big river. And it's a river where the streams are very, very strong. They're not the streams, the currents. Are very strong. Then you can't stop the, the water from, from going. I'm not saying, I mean, he's talking generally, of course, we always try and figure stuff out with technology, etc. But generally speaking, you can't just naturally, normally stop the water. I remember other girls were learning that part last week. I gave you an example. I don't know, there's a name for it. I know that on the Niagara Falls, even the, the, the boats, that, that go, uh, boats, there are actually more boats at the bottom of the falls than at the top of the falls, because that's where you have all the mist, etc. But there are some boats also on the top, but there is also, well, now today actually, there's, there's chains or whatever, you can even go there. But even before, even a boat with a good engine, etc., etc., knew there was kind of a no return point, meaning where the current, the stream, the currents are just becoming so strong that you be inevitably towards the fall where you can't you can't you can't get away from it anymore it's like if you want the gravitation of a black hole uh, same idea it's just point of no return I think when you have a river that goes very rapidly then you can't stop it but if it's a river that is not so big or not so strong then then you can't stop the flow of the water. The eight cent offer, you could put a dam over there. At the times it was with wood or stones, etc. At the end, you can even make a water mill, or you can make a bridge, to the point that, like, and, and the pillars of the bridge are standing in the water. So basically, you told the water to stand inside. You see, so water is now chesed. Regular chesed, and it's blue, so that's good. Wait, water is chesed? Okay. Yeah, generally. So it's that idea. So you have a flow of water. It's bringing forth life. Can I block it? Yeah, if it's a regular river, 100%. Can I divert the river? Again, if it's a regular river with a regular flow, 100%. 
You can divert it, you can block it, you can etc. etc. But if it's a very big river, so then all those obstacles or things that you could put in a river cannot be placed in a very big strong river. Because the river will continue its flow, and will just carry away whatever you try to put there. Okay, it's an example. It's just idea. Don't get stuck on the technological possibilities. Just as a general idea that sometimes you know, if it goes very fast and very strong, then you can't stop it. It's just too strong, too big. That is exactly the object of our metaphor. The, what comes down from this immense kindness. It runs through the system. To the point that all the judgments are pushed aside. So you see, it's not the example of the diplomat. The diplomat is not being asked any questions. Here is, you're coming with so much might and strength, basically you storm the gate. Get the idea? To the revenge. Where it's like a kind of a, a thousand people that came running, screaming or whatever, at the same time and just like, Push truth to Christ. Like, stop them! Like, we two guys. Like, who do you want me to stop? I mean, say, storm the In a way. Is that? So, it's, so it's not like diplomatic, it's still the idea. It, it, it cannot be stopped. It just was not enough. It's not enough. There was enough manpower at that gate or at that post. Maybe they could stop one or two on the sides, but let's say what counted was in the middle. The guy in the middle was the one being protected. It can be stopped, or it, it, like it can't. I'm saying you have a thousand people that storm through. Again, I know I, I don't want to go in all the parallels, but even embassies, as we know, but the plane uh, won't take can off. be stormed. The whole idea of an embassy is it's going to make outer compounds as big as possible, and even if an if a gate will be stormed, the plane still won't take off. It, yeah, it, I know. It, true, unless you can storm the cockpit. Take the pilot, yeah, the and then you're all gonna die. But yeah. Yeah, it, but that's it. Is the idea? It is a, the idea that Aaron is coming in like a tornado. So he he brings the Chesed, although it's Chesed of Chesed Oilam, but he comes with his strength of Rav Chesed, and he just pushes through the whole system. And then the one saying, "But one second, I didn't even check if his passport was valid." Whatever. Get the idea. He got on the plane, we didn't even check. Yeah, next time. You can't, because it got through, it got through. Got overrun, and it happens from time to time. It, it, again, it's not a class about security uh, strategies, okay? Meaning, it can happen to be all overrun. Uh, a security officer in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a big store, okay? If 20 people run out of the store, out of the store <laughs> okay, what is he gonna do? Uh, he can't run after twenty people. That, so he can't. He can't do that. It's, it's always it's always one of the. Uh, um, so Aaron is a one person, twenty people. I mean, he comes with that mind and he rushes his through. 
Now it says in the Midrash, and really I'm answering your question, that that Koach is, was initially given by, to the Kohanim, to Aaron, and then to the Kohanim in the temple, and then afterwards to Tzadikim. Where, is, where did you say it says? The Midrash, Nasai. Tanchuma. Midrash Tanchuma is Nasai. says that the Koach Abrocha. That is, by the way, just know the code word for it. The code word for that power is called Koyach Habrocha. The power of blessing. What does it mean, the power of blessing? The power of blessing is to bring forth something very rapidly and it, it's, 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 it becomes concrete. To finish this class, let me also tell you that the Talmud in Brachas says, an interesting Talmud in Brachas, but the Talmud says that in truth, every person with a neshama has a koyach that comes from his neshama. And this is why every time you receive a bracha from someone, say Amen, because you never know the power of, the per- of that person at that moment. And he himself might not know. But he has a neshama. And it could be that just then, that power, that person was hyped up, spiritually speaking. He by himself might be oblivious to it. So say Amen. Because every potentially has Kayacha Bracha. Tzadikim have it systematically. Because their neshama is out and shining all the time. So they always have Kayacha Bracha. Which again, you understand now more vividly the image. You take Tzadikim, so imagine. You do understand this idea if you see the Rebbe going through a heavenly palace and there's a Malach that is a security officer at the gate. What does the Malach do? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you didn't ask him for his favors. No, I'm not asking for his favors. Okay, why not? I'm not. That's why. Because it's, because it's big. You understand? When, when greatness comes true, then things like just... Yeah, move aside. Just because it's too big. It's like, maybe this Malach's boss is going to fire the Malach. But B, thinking, why didn't you ask him for his favors? Well, next time you ask him for his favors. Okay, I'm not going to ask him for his favors. He just got through. Like, but he stormed, but not violently. See the difference? He's, he's a one-man, 20-person, or 100-person. His greatness storms the thing. But he, he can walk actually very slowly, normally. It just goes through. No one is going to uh, uh, like heckle him or ask him for something. He's just coming through. That's it for this mimer. I had a great pleasure teaching this yeah. mimer. Keep this mimer in mind, because as you see, it's a very, very... Uh, I'm just seeing Abraham with a briefcase running onto a plane. Yes, it is. It is. It is, it is, it is over that. Keep that in mind, because as you see, this mimer is a very... Um, very fundamental, like basic ideas about davening and sadikim and rochis and how it works.